guys, it is Amanda and Baron, and we are back again with Kicking Cancer Cares on KSLM Radio, 104.3 FM and 1220 AM. You like that? better and better all the time. It just comes natural now. It does. So our sponsor for the second half is just Is it a studio? Yes, she is here. It is Marianne McNally. She is a residential real estate specialist with Next Home Realty Connection. And she is currently in her own battle, as you guys are aware. So your prayers are so, so appreciated, needed, and wanted. So please keep her in your prayers. And if you guys are looking to buy, sell a home, not really sure where to start, or just want to get your feet in the water, see what you need to do, definitely give her a phone call. Her number is 503-409-4389. And I would tell you to call her if you just want to hear more about her dad. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> I do that too. Uh, did you write a book too? We did, yeah. So call Mary Ann for a copy of the book. <laughs> That's really cool. No, I just, you know, if you just want to sit down and have coffee, whether you're looking to buy or sell a house, uh, you know, one, you, whenever you're ready, you just need to know who you're going to call. But just to have a great little conversation with Mary Ann about her dad would be just a lot of fun. Well, like buying and selling homes, there's a lot of things that you don't know. Um, like me personally, where do you begin? What do, what are the steps? What do I need to do before I even start that process? And so give her a phone call if you guys have any questions on what that might look like, because she is definitely the expert. Well, like you know, like Mickey said when she was in school, you don't know what you don't know. Exactly. You don't know what you don't know. And mm-hmm. so just have a cup of coffee. It's not like Marianne's going to try to force you to buy a house right now, but you don't know <laughs> what you don't know. So right. Have a conversation and learn about her dad. That's kind of cool, too. <laughs> well, I want to circle back because we do have Allison, who's the executive director of Breast Friends. Um, and I'll let you talk more about Breast Friends here in a second, Allison. But right before break, you laughed with a cliffhanger. Like, this was a TV show, and now we got to wait till next season to hear the rest of it. <laughs> I want to circle back to, I had found data for the U.S., but you found some global data. What's the, what's the global, what's the shocking global data when it comes to breast cancer? Uh, yes, the uh, shocking global data that I found is, you know, we know that breast cancer is a big problem, but among the global population, every 15 seconds, somewhere around the world, a woman is told that she has breast cancer. Every 15, 15 seconds. seconds. So, Amanda likes to put things in perspective for the listeners. This show is 25 minutes long. Yeah. During the course of this show, 100 women were diagnosed with breast cancer. Wow. That's kind of shocking. I was even shocked. To put it in perspective like that, that's just an hour. Yeah. In 25 minutes. Oh, in 25 minutes, not even the full no, show, our, just a half. During our full show, over 200 women globally got breast cancer. Wow. During our show alone. So that's that, terrifying. So the other thing that you and I are talking about, Allison, and I, I liked your perspective on this, from the National Cancer Institute, they, again, wherever they get their information from, but they said that twice as many black women as white women get breast cancer. And I, I'm not saying this as any kind of a race issue. This is just, you had an interesting perspective, Allison, as to why you think twice as many black women get as, as white. What, what, what was that you and I were talking about? Yeah, a couple of those is it can impact where you live, what your socioeconomic situation is, uh, what your insurance is. If you don't have insurance, then you don't have the, the treatment opter, the options, the doctors, the the um, the mammograms, the diagnostics that are needed to detect a, a cancer diagnosis, and especially in the Latina Hispanic community, they are so focused on the on the family, raising the family, taking care of the kids, cooking the the uh, meals, and so for the Latina Hispanic community community, the women end up not taking care of themselves because they're always taking care of their families. 
And, the C- and so when women are diagnosed uh, in the Latino community, it's user usually a later stage, like stage three or stage four. And so it's really important to educate that community of the importance of self-exams, you know, know what to look for and to really go get that doctor's um, guidance. And just to just to validate your point, Allison, the CDC says that this year, cancer will be the number two death for women, breast cancer, but the number one will be lung, except in the Hispanic community, breast cancer is the number one really? death. And what you just said is that because of the way that society works, they're usually stage three or stage four before they find out, which raises your risk level. Right, absolutely. So that, that's a very interesting perspective, Allison. That's that cool. is. Because I was, I was just asking Allison, mm-hmm. why do you think that the Hispanic is number one? And that's a really interesting point. So make sure you guys go to your doctor's appointments, do your annual checkups. It seems like those are super important. That's You don't want to go when something's wrong because then it might be too late versus just doing your annual checkups. And that's the perfect time for them to get something hopefully yeah. sooner than later. Allison, if you had the ability to speak to, say, inner Africa, you know, those parts of the world where they don't have access to the same kind of stuff that we do, but yet you're telling, you're saying that one in 15 globally are getting the diagnosis. And I would imagine that there are certain parts of the world, India, Africa, China. What would be the one thing that you would say to those women, given they don't have the same kind of insurance that we do? I would say that, you know, with the always do yourself exams, what's the great thing that Breast Friends has started doing, not only supporting the women who are going through their cancer diagnosis with workshops, support groups, and those support programs, we've also started to talk about breast health education. We're partnering with a global organization called Know Your Lemons, and uh, all of our staff have been trained to uh, teach this material. And so it's really important to do those self-exams. You know, find a time, either the first the first Monday of, of each month or the first April 1st, May 1st, you know, the, the first of each month to do those self-exams. Because, you know, you may feel something, you may see something, and it's that time that, that you see those things is that you need to go set an appointment with your doctor. You know, doing a self-exam isn't going to, um, you're not going to di- diagnose your, your cancer, but there could be something there that could indicate a cancer diagnosis. So I just really feel strongly about doing those self-exams, knowing what your body is, you know, knowing those, there are 12 signs of breast cancer or possible signs of breast cancer that every woman needs to be aware of. And um, so, you know, it's very important. Go go ahead. Go ahead, Allison. Oh, and it's very important to, um, to to know your body and know what your normal is. So I, I wish we had like a three-hour show because 12 points are going to take a little while to get through. How, how can women reach out to you, Allison, find you to find out what these 12 points are? How can, we get a, how can they get a hold of you? Yeah, just go on to our website, www.breastfriends.org, uh, and there's a link there that you can request more information, or you can just email us at mail, M-A-I-L, at breastfriends.org, and we will, you know, get in touch with you. We will share with you what these 
12 symptoms are and the 12 signs. You know, what Know Your Lemons did is they have very vibrant graphics and they use lemons instead of breath as a uh, example of what your breast can look and feel like. So and, and they also... In those, in those 12 signs. And you've taught us during that class, because I've taken the class, how to properly do a self-breast exam, which Mm -hmm. I've I've had breast cancer. I thought I was doing a good job even before I had breast cancer of doing self-exams. But this one that Breast Friends is teaching, they also show you how to do it right and that was eye-opening to me. And I think the other point, and I want to circle back to you here in a second, Allison, but if a lot of the listeners for this station are here in the Salem area, if you live in the Salem area and you would like to get involved with Breast Friends, Marianne, they can, right? How would women here get involved with Breast Friends? Well, they could, I mean, I'm happy to help them get involved with Breast Friends. It would be at the main office where But don't you have a support group here in town too? I do have a support group for women that have gone through breast cancer or women type cancer. And And if they feel that they need a place to come to talk to other women that know the same language, or even if they had cancer 20 years ago, and they, they want to be in with a group of women that have, have also gone through the same thing. So it, it's a wide, wide variety. We have probably about 10 women that come on a regular basis monthly, but sometimes we'll have 15, sometimes we have four. You know? Right, just yeah. Just depends on the month. But wh- where do you guys meet at? We meet at the Salem Hospital. Which, what, what day? Building C on the third Wednesday of the month from 6 to 8 p.m. Okay. okay. And, and a really easy way I remember is Building C is the cancer building. Oh, yep, it is. <laughs> like everything oh. in that building is cancer-related or something. So, so if you're trying to find the cancer building, that's building C. Okay, <laughs> perfect. Just an easy way to remember that. And too. I would love to have Allison or one of the gals from the office down sometime to do a class, not, not necessarily just for our group, but also we need to open it up so that women from other companies or businesses could bring them in, take a lunch hour. It's not a very long class and they can teach women how to how to do this. Yeah, it's important. Yes, definitely. Yes, you can reach out to, you know, that um, email address, the mail at breastfriends.org and we would love to set up a time to come out over lunch or, you know, if you have a book club, if you have, you know, if you're involved in a service organization like the Lions Club or the Rotary or the Chamber Meeting, you know, we'd love to, to go out and let people People know, you know, what resources are available, you know, because one in eight women will be diagnosed, you know, in with breast cancer in her lifetime. And so it's very important to get that message out there. And this material and education training is also for for men. You know, men can get breast cancer too, but also men have a significant other in their life. It could be their wife, their partner, their girlfriend, their their mom, and they could, you know, learn about this information and share it with, with their loved one. Mm-hmm. So it's for all people. It's for, you know, for men and, and women. So we would love to be able to educate I, I and, s- get, and get this information out there. I want to circle back real quick and, and, and just add something here, Marianne. So this, uh, again, this this article I'm reading, uh, Amanda has a copy of this, and you can email Amanda. It's from the National Cancer Institute. And at the very end, there's an interesting disclaimer, and it really applies to that. Thing just, just Sorry, keeps I, reaching up and begging you. <laughs> you have knocked my mic again. We have attacked microphone. You made a comment earlier, Marianne, about statistics. It says these statistics, these stat facts focus on population statistics that are based on the U.S. population. Because these statistics are based on large groups of people, 
they cannot be used to predict exactly what will happen to an individual patient. Okay. And you said, I'm not a statistic. Right. <laughs> so st- statistics are what they are. And to get statistics, you need a lot of data to get accurate statistics. Mm-hmm. These statistics are based on national numbers. But I guess the really the big reason I wanted to have Allison here was you have a local resource, right, in Tigard that can actually help you figure out what's going on with your body, right? Really? Like, what do you mean? Well, this Know Your Lemons is going to teach you how to oh. do a, a breast, you know, a self-exam. And you would think, like, you would think it would be pretty easy, but thinking about it, it's, where do you even begin? How, how right. do you know that you're doing it right? And what if you're not doing it right? And this is such an important exam that you can do yourself. So knowing how to properly mm-hmm. do it correctly, I think is, it's crucial crucial. The other thing that uh, during the class that, that I took from Allison, they um, pass out a lemon. And in this lemon, there is a there's a bump in there that is supposed to be what a tumor feels like. Because who knows what it feels like to have a lump until you have one. And then is it um, a cyst, a fatty cyst that's in your breast? That you, and Not that you're going to be able to tell the difference, but you need to know what it feels like. And mm-hmm. I love that Know Your Lemons is about being proactive with yourself instead of reactive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and this helps to educate you to for early diagnosis, but also just just to be able to watch yourself yeah. if something changes. Well, it's always been it's always been my goal to tell people. They say, "Well, what's the difference between kicking cancer?" Many organizations are very reactive, and we want to be proactive to prevent. Proactive, right. and what you're te- what you're saying is these are ways that you can be proactive in your own journey. Mm-hmm. There's another part of the story that's going to tie into Alice and anyone that's been listening for any length of time. There's a little timeline we're doing here with kicking cancer. It's a it's now early March of 2020. Okay. Okay. So I met I met you, Allison, uh, about I think it was about October of 2019. Um, I had gone up the first time I met you uh, was when uh, Yvonne Nidegger. And I sat down and you were there. And then I came back up again when you had your open house and I met Becky Olson. I came up again to bring those customized shirts we did. But on mm-hmm. in March was the stair climb. And what makes this so intriguing is COVID had been detected or found in Seattle earlier, like a week earlier, early, early March, they were detecting COVID up in Seattle. Mm-hmm. So they had already canceled the stair climb in Seattle. They didn't cancel ours. So I get there. We're in the... We're in the main floor. I think Alice remembers this. We're in the main floor of the U.S. Bank mm-hmm. building. Um, KGW News showed up. They did a really fun article. They, Because knowing COVID was out there, they set us up in waves. So it was like, I don't know, five or six of us at a time that were going up the stair okay. climb. And I don't even remember how long I was in the stairwell, but I came out of the elevator, and there's Allison and, and Becky waiting for me. And, um, and then we kind of parted ways, and Alice went back to run her organization, and I left. And, and then COVID hits. And both Alice and I had to figure out how to pivot. How do you how do you keep a nonprofit that is dedicated to supporting women who are going through breast cancer going when you cannot meet face to face? What did what did you do, Allison? How did you keep um, breast friends going during that time period? Yeah, I definitely remember that that day when you know when we got the news media saying that you know everything was going to be shut down. And, and we knew here at Breast Friends that we still had to provide this support to the um, women who were being 
diagnosed. You know, cancer was still happening. COVID didn't stop cancer. <laughs> and so sure. what we did, we pivoted everything. We moved everything online and and we had Zoom after Zoom after Zoom meetings, uh, you know, to be able to provide that support. We would have, you know, sometimes from three to four Zoom meetings a week, you know, right in the front of, of, of COVID uh, because that support was was crucial. You know, these women were being diagnosed during COVID and they didn't have anyone to uh, talk to. So uh, Yvonne, who was our uh, director of programs and patient support at the time, she, you know, said, let's do this, you know, let's provide these support um, groups and these support workshops. And so even through, through that time, that was the time Becky was still um, alive and she was, um, you know, going through her treatment and she um, had asked if we could start a metastatic support group. And so I said yes, and so we started our metastatic support group during COVID, and it's continued to be a great support for so many women who need that additional support, and um, it continues to meet online, and um, we meet once a month. Every second Wednesday of, of each month is our metastatic group. And um, it's just a wonderful opportunity for the women to come, to have a safe place to share about what they're experiencing. But sometimes they can't tell their friends and family uh, exactly what they're experiencing. And so and that happens through all of our workshops. Uh, we do still have a hybrid mo- model now. We are back in person for some of our events, but we also do the... Um, Zoom meetings, and in fact, happening today is our fourth wellness conference uh, that uh, we're hosting, and we have uh, four different presenters who are presenting, speaking on a variety of different topics from pelvic health to um, um, to mindfulness to taking care of yourself, um, self you know self care, mindfulness. And then we also have someone that's going to be uh, speaking about clinical trials, how to how to access those those trials. So you know, breast friends remains relevant uh, to the community, and we also are um, partnering with Screenwise, which is a local organization here in in Portland, to provide uh, Spanish um, translation and interpretation. So, you know, we're really wanting to reach out to the Hispanic community to um, to provide those resources to um, them as well. So Breast Friends has a variety of different programs. I mean, I could go on and on about all the things that we offer. And uh, we would love for you to, you know, just reach out to us, find us uh, more information on our website, email us and reach out. And we are here. We want to walk with you. You know, on this journey. Well, one of the one of the things I love about the relationship that Kicking Cancer has built with with Breast Friends is, you know, many people might remember the the podcast that we did from a golf course. Amanda will definitely remember the golf yeah. course one. And we had Robin Paulison on our show. Robin Paulson is our president of our board. She's a breast cancer survivor herself. Um, she also directs the Pathways program. So I I sat down with Allison and I said, we're here to support the kids 
of the families going through cancer, not the person with the cancer, the, the kids. It's like you have women who get diagnosed with breast cancer who probably have kids. And it's just been a great way to support each other, each organization. And, of course, any time that I get a story that comes my way and I know that woman needs support, then, then I reach out to Alice and I say, can you get a hold of, you know, whoever. Um, so I would just tell the listeners, if you go to our website, kicking-cancer.org, there's a way to contact. It says, you know, request help. Just click request help. Let me know that you're going through a breast cancer fight, and I'll put you in touch with, with Allison. Um, there's one one in our last couple minutes, though. There's, there's an event that occurred. Uh, today is April the 15th. And I would be remiss if I did not let the listeners know that on April the 24th, 2021, the co-founder of Breast Friends passed away. Okay. So I, I climbed that those stairs for Becky Olson. For yeah. And she, she contacted me a few days afterwards, and she said the results had come back. It had gone metastatic. Um, it had gotten into her brain. And... Uh, that's not a good place for it to go. No. You know, she fought hard for a full year. Uh, in fact, she, she came down here, even during COVID, she came down and threw out the first pitch at a baseball game that they had at Volcano Stadium. And, yeah. You know, we try our best to support Becky as long as we could. But uh, on April the 24th, which is nine days from today, mm-hmm. two years ago, um, she passed. Becky passed away. So I would be mm-hmm. remiss if I didn't. Yeah, she had actually fought, yeah, actually fought for 25 years. She had multiple... Re- recurrences uh, of her breast cancer, but it had metastasized sized in 2020. Yeah, that, that's, that's when, a, um, I'm glad you brought that actually, up. It was actually her fifth fight. Wow. It was her fifth fight. Thanks mm-hmm. for bringing that up, Allison. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, we've got about a minute and a half. Marianne, Allison, do you guys have anything you want to say to to the listeners or Becky or whatever? <laughs> I I would love to say to Allison that as, as a volunteer with Breast Friends, I am so grateful that when the original co-founders were ready to step away and retire from, from the, their positions there at Breast Friends, that Allison was there because she has taken this organization through some really hard times, um, not only because of COVID, but when we were not meeting, we were not having our gala, which our gala is where they would make um, most of their operating budget. Like 80% 80 of their operating. It was huge. So for for COVID to happen, for her to pivot and still be able to support and keep um, the donations coming in for them to be able to do what they are there to do was huge. And Allison, I'm sure, doesn't get paid enough for her job <laughs> because it's a nonprofit, <laughs> but we uh, adore you, and we just are so thankful that you're there for us. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Marianne, and I thank you for all that you do in Salem and, and supporting those precious women down there and for being an advocate for Breast Friends, and thank you, Baron, for always thinking about us and supporting us, and I think it's a great partnership. You know, I love that we're able to uh, support and uh, refer people to um, each other, and we're all in this together, and that's what makes it so great. It's a great relationship, 
and um, and you're part of of our family here at Breast Friends. Well, it uh, it became pretty apparent the first time I met you, and and you guys realized that I started this for Brenda that there was a definite connection. So, um, I say one voice, one mission, right? One voice, one mission. Mm-hmm. Then mission to get rid of cancer. Absolutely. Well, we're running out of time, Allison. Thank you for joining us on the show. I'm going to turn it back to Amanda here. Yes, both <laughs> of you, ladies. Thank you so much thank for you. joining us. So, going to give a shout out to our lovely sponsor of this second half, which is Marianne McNally, who is here in studio. She is a residential real estate specialist with Next Home. Real connection and as you guys know she is currently going through her own battle so please keep her in your prayers continuously they are very much appreciated and if you guys are looking to buy a home sell a home or just not really sure where to start she can be reached at 503-409-4389 and we'll be back next week as as the the movement movement continues. continues